I want them to be a Shakespearean tray of tragedy. I want them to be my Macbeth, okay? A tray of tragedy. Like just a serving tray. Like a smorgasbord of tragedy. I feel like we, we expect different things from stories, and that's okay. Hey there, Internet. I'm Annie. I'm Kit. I'm Mech. And this is the Gem Jam, where we do an episode-by-episode recap of the 1980s cartoon Gem and the Holograms, because both it and the comic are truly outrageous. Uh, but... But misfits. But misfits. Their songs are better. Near as I can tell, this arc is actually called Our Songs Are Better, which is amazing. Last I heard, it was Green is the New Everything. It's Welcome Misfits. Welcome Misfits, issue three, the Blaze issue. Let's recap, shall we? The Misfits have been doing a reality TV show now. Actually, that's about it. That's about all we need to recap. Last time we talked about Stormer and it was heartbreaking and spectacular, as are most Stormer conversations. Yes. Which made me really, really anxious about an episode about Blaze because I didn't want my heart to get torn out again after I just it back in there. I did. I wanted my heart torn out and stomped on. I'm disappointed that my heart is still together. Let's get into that, shall we? We come to the Misfits as they are recording in their studio. Everybody's working really hard and it's actually sounding really good. I also really like everybody's we're in the studio and we don't need to dress up nice, but let's still dress like cute outfits. Pizzazz is about as casual as we've ever seen Pizzazz when she's not in her pajamas. Also, Blaze, and we'll see this outfit a lot in this episode, is just wearing a Luna Dark shirt. Everybody remembers Luna Dark, right? Luna Dark, who was Madonna in 80s Gem World. Except now she's real and she's Luna Dark and she's here and it's going to be great. I also like how Stormer like continues with this I shop exclusively in mod cloth and it's a good look outfit. They finish up the recording and Pizzazz is like, that's it. We did it. We're back. We sound better than ever. We got over this this hump that we had and I'm so excited about it. Also, we've been dropped by our label, but we're still awesome. Yeah. And then Blaze just like, uh, yeah, I gotta, I gotta, I'm gonna, I gotta go. I don't have a thing, but like, I, I gotta, I, I gotta thing. No, I don't. Pizzazz's t-shirt says she likes cloth. She likes cloth is a band that is accidentally created in Teen Girl Squad issue 12 of Homestar Runner. Oh my God. <laughs> this is a Homestar joke. Oh my God. One of us. One of us. This is a Homestar deep cut. I love this. Dear kids, <laughs> Homestar Runner was a thing. There's five of them. We can't match them up. Teen Girl Squad only has four. What are we supposed to do with this? <laughs> Blaze is heading out and everyone's like, wait a minute. Where have you been going lately? And Blaze doesn't want to tell them. So she's like, does it matter? Pizzazz is like, it depends. And so Stormer's been dealing with this for like a year now. Let's be honest, like six solid months, I guess. So she kind of snaps. She's allowed to do whatever she wants whenever she wants. I got the feeling reading, especially the preview, which was just like the first couple pages of this, that this was something that Stormer was in on and like Blaze was making eye contact with her to try and like come up with an excuse because this is definitely an over the top reaction for Stormer. Though that doesn't seem to actually be the case here. I don't get the feeling that it's over the top because she's been fighting off Pizzazz doing this exact same thing about her and Kimber for like the past couple months. It's not that it's coming out of nowhere. It's just that it seems like she is providing a distraction for Blaze to move out. With the eye contact, it definitely does seem like Stormer knows about it. Anyway, Stormer leaves. Rehearsal is over. Pizzazz is like, yeah, fine, whatever. I guess Stormer has strong feelings about this. Just just go. And then we get Blaze walking to her car on the phone going, yeah, they're definitely starting to suspect something. Ooh. 
intrigue. So she drives out to someplace in Los Angeles, like somebody's suburban home. There's a cat in the window and ducks under the garage where she talks to two people in shadow. This is also unnecessarily dramatic and I love it. Did they follow you? No, but it's only a matter of time until they figure it out. Good. Good. You want me kicked out? And Blaze is just like, you know what? I don't want to hear it. I'm going to put my hair down, hit the lights, close the door. We have to rock out. God, I miss panels of Blaze singing. She looks so great. They've got a band that's just like a guitar, a drum, and then Blaze on vocals. This is a literal garage band. Sidebar, I really, really love Blaze's like studded shorts. I really like Angry Drummer Girl. I like her two friends, especially in this panel, the three of them rocking out. You can barely see Drummer Girl over there, but she looks super intense. And then like, that's the cutest girl ever on guitar. With the glasses? Yeah, like cat eye glasses, yeah. Few hours of really intense garage banding later. They're basically in a hot box, you know that? So they're sitting on this couch and like, oh, I think we're ready. No, we're definitely ready. There's no think about it. Blaze, what do you think? We're definitely close. And the other two want to go public. And Blaze is like, yeah, but that means I gotta quit the misfits, I think. And her bandmate points out that like, look, you're on a reality TV show right now. Not only could this make a great storyline, but also that would basically just give us free exposure. You've already got cameras on you all the time. And Blaze is like, nope, time's not right. Bye. Yeah, I love that she's just like, no, I'm not going to fold on this. Goodbye. And then we get flashback to baby Blaze. <gasps> yes. She's putting on black lipstick and she's got really extra eyeshadow. I like that we're not getting any sort of dead named pre-transition blaze. It's instead focusing on her incredibly nerdy love for Luna Dark. Oh my God. She has an older sister named Courtney and they are waiting in the car and then the music starts and they put on cowboy hats and their Luna Dark t-shirts and rush into a stadium where Luna Dark is playing and oh my God. What's with the cowboy hats? You know, I remember... I remember reading uh, some text about this that was like, find out which misfit is a country music fan. So I think she must be like kind of a pop country. Like, I would guess she'd be like really early Taylor Swift. Yeah, I could see it. Man, though, that outfit. Oh, it's all sparkles. Eyeshadow up to her head. You know that cat from Sailor Moon? She looks like a human version of that. I mean, that cat's name is Luna. Oh, Jesus. Oh, man, I wouldn't be surprised if that crescent moon on the forehead is a nod. Oh, that'd be good. Oh, no. Oh my God, Baby Blaze has braces. Oh my God, you're right. She does. Oh, this is so good. And Blaze is watching Luna Dark and going, that's what I want to do. Yeah, she's totally inspired. She's like, I want to sing. So cute. And then are you ready for further like tween Blaze? Scene Blaze. Scene Blaze and scene Clash. Oh my God. This is five years ago. Look at Clash. Look at the kitty on the pillow. Blaze is like, she's a scene kid, but also like through the punk route. She's got like... Like the red plaid skirt and the striped red and black leggings and the black t-shirt and like the fishnet sleeves. What's going on there? There's a lot happening in this outfit. Oh man. And of course, Clash, sweetie, your hair. Ah, oh, she's got those stupid striped pants that are just hugging everything. Oh man. With the pre-ripped hole in the knee. Oh, these freaking nerds. I love them. And then Courtney shows up and is the grouchy older sister and says, hey, keep it down. Uh, were we being super loud? 
loud enough. Oh, sorry. God, they're listening on like a freaking iPod using those terrible, terrible iPod earbuds. So Blaze talks to Courtney out in the hall. And I really like the lighting in here because it's super bright in her room and then like super gray out in the hallway where they're all backlit by the light from her room. It's it's a good look. Symbolism. So she asks Courtney to listen to this new band that she and Clash are listening to. And Courtney's like, uh, no. No, thanks. I'm good. So she and her sister have a really interesting conversation about like, I would say it sort of ends up being about the relationship between a fan and a medium, the relationship between taking inspiration from something and making it your entire world and sort of the careful balance between that. Blaze is very passionate about whatever she's into. And Courtney finds that exhausting because she spreads that passion around to other things that she's interested in, I suppose is the best way of putting that. Blaze music is her thing, as opposed to Courtney, who she doesn't get it. Courtney enjoys it, but she doesn't really want to do anything more than enjoy it. This is what Blaze wants to do. This is what she wants to be. And she basically devours music in an effort to sort of try and bring herself closer to that at this stage. And it's sad to see that it's causing a bit of a rift between them, that they've just grown apart as sisters a little. And then, of course, we get the debut of Blaze's stage name. Oh, man. The way she just sort of like rubs her arm a little like, isn't that cool? Oh, baby. Little teen baby. Then Blaze goes to Whole Foods. Oh my god, it is Whole Foods. So she's going grocery shopping. She picks up a sandwich. She loses her sandwich. And I love that she's like, as she drops, like, oh man, sandwich, no. Blaze reads Hawkeye. And a friendly stranger picks up the sandwich and hands it back. And oh, oh god. Oh god. Because it's freaking L.A., of course, it's Luna Dark. Oh, and Blaze has a breakdown. Holy crap, you're Luna Dark. Crap, I didn't mean to say crap. I said it again. Crap, I'm sorry. Oh my God, kill me now. And Luna Dark is like super nice about it. Yeah, Luna's like, have you heard the way my roadies talk? Blaze is overwhelmed. Of course, she's wearing a Luna Dark t-shirt, which I can't tell if that would be something I'd be delighted by or mortified by. If you met the person who's on your shirt as you're wearing the shirt, yeah, that would be... Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm a, I'm a big fan. I mean, I, I guess that's obvious from all the panicking and then the dropping of things. And Luna Dark knows who Blaze is. God, just St. Ange did such a good job with Starstruck Blaze here. She's very cute. I even named my new band after you. We're called the Lunas? And she accidentally blabbed the new band to Luna Dark. And then she's like, wait, hold on. Are you leaving the Misfits? And then like this whole rant comes out. That's definitely all the worries that have been building up in her head like for probably weeks. It's just word vomit. It's great. There's like no punctuation. So Luna Dark gives her some solid advice that if you obviously started the project for a reason, and if that reason still exists, then you should stick to it. And the important thing about this page is that we learn that Luna Dark had a little like genre deviation when she did something called Tremors, which I'm guessing is like that time Garth Brooks decided he was an emo now. Tremors was super experimental, really outside my comfort zone. A lot of people consider it my failure, but it's definitely my favorite album. She's just very thoughtful and real about her music. Also, Blaze loves that album. I guess I'm just saying the following your passion won't lead you astray. It didn't for me. I don't care what people thought of your album. I cared that it was how I felt at the time and that it was something I needed to say and do and I don't regret a second of it. 
And then, whoops, here comes everybody with cell phones. So she's got to get out of here as people start snapping photos. By the way, they've had this whole conversation, like, crouched down on the floor of the Whole Foods. Literally on the floor of the Whole Foods. And so, like, they shake hands. She's like, it was so great to meet you. And Blaze is like, Luna Dark knows who I am. Then somebody with her phone is like, are you somebody? And she's like, no. Just to know whether or not to take a photo of her, I guess. It's LA. So they head back to Pizzazz's Malibu Beach House, which, by the way, we have been corrected. This is her same house that she has always had. This isn't like a second home. A Malibu Beach House. I can't believe she has a Malibu Beach House. That's such a Barbie thing. I love it. I kind of liked it better when I was perched at the top of a cliff, just because I could imagine one day the drama causes it to fall into the sea. I mean, it could still sort of gently slump into the sea. So Blaze returns and she finds Pizzazz who is basking in a lounge chair on the beach. In a desperate attempt to tan. Blaze is like, I don't know why you try. You're white as a ghost. One day I will get a tan and it will be awesome. Because I've said that to myself and all I do is get burned. This is a conversation, by the way, between the two palest people in this entire comic. It must have been a really tricky coloring job to have these two in the same sort of space as each other and like keep those color balances because there is a difference between them. Pizzazz is definitely the paler one and Blaze has like that light pinkish hue in there. Pizzazz definitely has a slight greenish cast to her skin. And Blaze is like, well, live the dream or whatever. Can I talk to you? What have Jetta and Roxy done to my house now? Blaze is like, I want to talk to you, but I don't want to put up with the, oh God, here comes the camera crew. Into the sea with us. Take off your mic pack. They drop their mics, wander into the surf. But I can still be on film. And Blaze proceeds to tell Pizzazz about how she made her own band uh, because she wants to sing. She thought she could do both bands and keep one band a secret, but that's not really working. And she loves being in the Misfits. It's a dream come true, but she was a singer. She loves singing, but she only sang for like five seconds. And she doesn't want to leave. She just, you know, wants to do that. So we flash briefly to the camera crew before we get Pizzazz's reaction and everybody's like, okay, well, what's to expect here? Right, because Pizzazz has had sunglasses on this whole time and most of the time it's been completely shaded over so you can't quite see her expression. And the camera crew's talking about how they can't read lips and then they talk about how Pizzazz is laughing and you're like, okay. We snap back to her and Blaze and Blaze is like, I did not think you'd be laughing, which seems like it should be better than yelling, but somehow it's not. And Pizzazz goes, sorry, it's just, I'm not sure why you think you can only be in one band. Pizzazz laughing must be terrifying. You can't be in a secret band, but you can definitely be in two bands. That's just smart. You can have a side project. This is fine. What I love is that Pizzazz confirms that, yes, Blaze, you're a lead singer, but this is my band and I'm the lead singer. So if you want to sing... You can do your own band. I like that there's a callback here to when we were originally figuring out how to have a fifth misfit with Blaze. It's like the lead singer is me. Obviously. 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 Pizzazz also notes that the only reason she'd be upset about this is if that it was a secret. And in that case, she'd call her a traitor. Pizzazz does not like secrets. And then Pizzazz also says one of the more important things, it's definitely the running theme of this miniseries, which is you're part of our family now and there's nothing in the world like being a misfit. We need you and you need us. And someday when you're ready, you'll move on because as great as it is to be a misfit, there's also nothing like singing in your own band, making something that's really yours. I should know because I built the misfits for the same reason. It's the only great thing I've ever done. Ow! Pizzazz thinks the misfits are the only great thing she's ever done. Baby girl. She built a brand new family. I think that's probably one of the greatest things you can do. I know, but she thinks that's her only achievement, which it might be, but ow. Blaze proceeds to hug Pizzazz because that's what Blaze does to Pizzazz. Pizzazz is like, please, the hugging means to stop, please. 
Yeah, people keep hugging pizzazz and she's like, no. The camera crew's like, I can't believe we didn't get whatever that was. So later in a garage somewhere in the valley, Blaze's band, the Lunas, is having a show. Blaze is now wearing her Luna Dark the Tremors tour shirt. It's a good look. They're rocking out. They all look super intense and into it. I love their song. And the camera crew is here and they're like, wow, they're like really good. Shh, I love them. And that's it. Blaze has become more comfortable with all these parts of her life. It's always great to see her become more confident in who she is and how she fits in with the Misfits. Blaze is a great character and I love her. I just want more misery in everybody's life. I mean, Mackenzie, can you handle not having a bummer for like five seconds? No, I can't. I need more bummers. I need a wham bummer where everything seems happy and then suddenly we're just punched in the gut. Okay, but we need to protect Blaze. Anyway, next issue, we're going to see Roxy dealing with illiteracy, so I'm happy again. Why are you this? I do want it to end happy. I do want there to be like, I have a storm inside me in the end. I just want misery and sadness up to that point. That seems like a pretty long game for like a page of confidence and joy. It's a long walk for a short drink is what we're saying. Yeah. It works for me. Okay, doke. So I think that'll wrap it up for us for Welcome Misfats number three. Blaze is an adorable baby. I do like uh, St. Ange's art. I just want to say that I like it a lot. She does Blaze so well. It's so cute. Yeah, and I'm really excited that she's going to be continuing art for this Misfits in Time and Space thing that's coming. We haven't talked about that at all. It's mostly because we have no idea what's going on. So the Gem comic is going to be continuing in some faculty. I'm not sure how long, but the Misfits and the Holograms are both like traveling through time and space or something. It's Gem and Space, I think. And also the Misfits? And they'll have their own book? So yeah. The important thing is St. Ange will be continuing to draw the Misfits and I'm fine with that. I'm so fine with that. I love her art a lot. I just had to page back and look at this She Likes Cloth t-shirt again. The Gem Jam comes out every Sunday on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and YouTube. You can also find us on Twitter and Tumblr. We are at the Gem Jam just about ever, except on Twitter where we are at Gem Jam Cast. If you like what we do and you want to support us, a like, rating, review, subscribe, comment, wherever you find our podcast is always really helpful. It helps us get discovered, especially on iTunes. And it just makes us feel nice that people like us. Please like us. Please like Love us. Tell us you like us. If you want to love us with money, you can do that, it turns out. Patreon.com slash the Gem Jam. Uh, we have a Patreon that allows us to do other projects like our other podcast, I Will Fight You. I Will Fight You comes out about every six weeks. It has a lot of good stuff on it. We recently did an episode about uh, the mummy and how you don't need any other mummy except the Brendan Fraser, the mummy. Eat it, Tom Cruise. So we'll see you back here next time for another gem related thing. And until next time, dear listeners, I'm Annie. I'm Kit. And I'm Mac. And this has been the Gem Jam, where we remind you, come on for who were God's sake, come on for who were God's. Everybody to the limit, the misfits are the limit. Everybody come on for who were God's. 